Warning, the following podcast has been classified as insanely lucrative. Listener discretion is advised. Amazon has, in most categories at this point, allowed you or increased the keyword count to 5,000 characters. This is the keyword fields on the back end, right, where you enter all your search terms. 5,000 characters. Your attention, please. Please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue streams and unfair unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates and I will be your host and this is the show where we discuss how to generate recurring revenue streams that come in 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show. As a matter of fact, I was ordering groceries for the second time now on Amazon Fresh, trying to save myself an hour from having to go to the store. But while I was getting these groceries picked out, I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. So everybody, I am here with my fantastic buddy, Guillermo Puyol. Guy, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, Manny. How's it going, man? It's going good, man. It's a great day. It's actually hot here in SoCal, you know. Uh, Guy, I have a question for you. I always have a question for you when we start these things out. But uh, are you a boxer or briefs kind of guy? I'm a boxer, boxer kind of guy. All right. I gave up tidy whities a long time ago, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. You know, that's an important question. I think a lot of viewers, or, or sorry, I should say listeners, it's not Periscope, we're curious. Yeah, I get, I get that question in my inbox all the time. Awesome. So <laughs> you don't know the questions I'm going to be asking or the topics. I know, and that, that's always scary to you. You're like, you want to know. So we're just going to kind of freestyle this. You can throw in your topics. I'll throw in my topics. We're just going to make an episode out of this. What do you think? Sweet. Let's do it. All right, cool. The first thing I wanted to talk about, and I know this is not brand new. It came out uh, a handful of months ago, but a lot of people might not know about this, is about the way Amazon calculates their average rating for reviews. You know what I'm talking about? We talked about yeah. this briefly. Yeah, we, we had a little conversation so Amazon, I thought, this is what I thought, and I don't know how you thought about this before talking about this key, but I thought that they would say, okay, you know, there's X number of reviews, okay, they have X number of ratings, whatever they are, they just take all of the numbers, they add them together, they divide them out based on how many there are, and that gives you your your review. That's what I thought it was. Did you but think that? I would have thought you get the totals average them out and that's your star rating, but that's not the case. It's not the case, no. And a lot of people don't know this, but the way it works, I don't know, do you have the screenshot up, Guy? I don't. No, I'll, no. I'll, I'll, I'll say it then. I'll do this. But essentially what it says, it says Amazon calculates a product's star ratings using a machine learned model. Sounds all fancy, doesn't it? Instead of the raw data average. So the machine learned model takes into account factors, including, now here's, here's where it gets interesting, everybody, including the age of a review, the helpfulness votes by customers, and whether the reviews are from verified purchases. Hmm, interesting, right? That's pretty cool. So I'm always the guy that says, you know what, it doesn't matter if it's verified or not when you're trying to get your reviews. And I still, I still agree with that. I think that when you're trying to get your initial reviews, when you're launching a product, just get some reviews up there. People will see, I mean, if you get three five-star reviews, you should have 
a five-star review anyways, no matter how it calculates stuff, right? Because that's all you have. Um, but people aren't going to check to see if it's verified or not verified. But what they're saying now is that if you have an older review, one of the very first people that comes in and reviews your product, if it's aged and they've given you a crappy review, right? They give you a one-star, two-star, that's going to have more relevance in pulling down your average than all the new stuff that you put on there. And it's also going to, since it's taking into account whether the, the reviews are, um, what was it, um, verified or not, all of those ones that aren't verified aren't going to really be helping your, your overall score. So the real reviews that people are actually buying are going to be very important. I would venture to guess in a different direction. You, you just said uh, age is probably a, a good factor. I wonder if fresh reviews are, are going to weigh in more. For example, if you have a great product to begin with and you get a lot of five-star ratings at the beginning and then your quality goes down and you start getting a lot of three and two-star rating reviews, are those going to start weighing more because they're fresh? Oh, that's a good point. You flipped it on me. Oh, you're mm -hmm. so sneaky-gy. <laughs> All right, yeah. So that's, that's what happens when we're freestyling, honey. <laughs> I know. Damn it. You just trumped me. <laughs> you, yeah, but um, you're right. Okay, so that... Oh, I didn't think about that. Okay, so what what Guy's essentially saying here is, okay, the newer, fresher stuff is more valuable than the older stuff. That makes sense if you think about it because the product could change over time. So we don't know uh, for a fact. We don't. It, it would be great if we had an inside look into Amazon's algorithm, and there's always ways we can test that. But the thing, the, the key factor here is that Amazon is always going to look after their customers. So the algorithm is definitely going to be written in a way so that it continues to protect their customers so that the the reviews like for example the fact that they i i would almost wager my house on that they are going to give more weight to the verified purchases it all makes sense because it's a lot easier to game the system and have somebody write fake reviews that are non-verified so for sure the verified purchases are going to weigh way more but it's the interesting part of this is that it's not just mathematically average thing. There's a lot that goes into that star rating. Yeah, for sure. So the, the verifieds we know are good. So anyway, so there you got your, I think I might actually agree with you now. I'm going to change my position. I think maybe the newer reviews carry more weight. It makes more, I think to me it makes more sense. And here's the other thing, guys. They mentioned that the helpfulness of people responding to to a review, right? When people are upvoting it, essentially saying, yes, this review was helpful, those are gonna start weighing in um, and contributing to your review rating a lot more. So if you have people, if you have a group, you know, that can actually go in that, you know, it's not gonna flag your account or anything like that, that can actually upvote um, specific reviews. And I would I'd find the one that's really awesome, right? And get that one upvoted so it's at the top because that's how Amazon sorts them then that will help your rating as well if it's a five-star review. Yeah. Cool. All right, so I have another topic. There's a couple things that I've talked about on Periscope but haven't talked about on podcasts. And, I, and you know, I'm the worst. My, my memory is just so brutal sometimes. So I'm thinking, oh, man, we've already told everybody about this on the podcast. But then you're like, no, dude, Manny, we haven't talked about that. That was on the Periscope. So let's talk about a couple things here, Guy. All right. I think I know where you're heading here. <laughs> yeah. So the first topic is that Amazon now allows you to charge your advertising spend out of your, or you can charge it to your earnings. So it comes out of your, the, the money that they're going to pay you, right? So no more of those $500 charges hitting your bank account. That's really cool. A lot of people don't even know that exists now. 
And I think that's awesome because it, it frees up your cash flow to some extent. If you've got, like I hated it because every single day I was getting, when I was running pay-per-click and the pay-per-click was crazy. At one point it was like $1,400 a day. And I would see like three charges of $500 coming out of my account, my bank account each day. And I, was, I wasn't planning on that when I was doing some cash flow um, estimations and stuff or ordering things. So now it just comes out of the sales earnings and um, whatever money is left at the end of the month or at the end of the pay period, I shouldn't say at the end of the month, gets transferred to your bank account. It cleans up the accounting a little bit too because I don't have all those charges uh, showing up on my bank statement. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's awesome. And it, it can definitely help uh, with cash flow. And to set it up, it's, it's pretty simple. You did it, Manny, so maybe you can tell them a little bit, but it's just going into Seller Central onto the, the settings on the top right, right? Yeah, I, I don't remember exactly, but it's something somewhere on your Seller Central thing. I don't want to give all the details because that's always boring, saying go here and click there and do this. But yeah, yeah. it's on your, your main dashboard. You go in and you edit, and then there's a little section which um, which talks about uh, or asks you how you want your advertising to be charged. It's where you entered your credit card, so it asks if you want it to be charged to your card or to be uh, withdrawn from your earnings. I know for a fact that in our Facebook group, one of the members was kind enough to post screenshots of exactly step-by-step how to do it. So just go to our Facebook group and search for advertising spend or uh, you should be able to find it in a couple of searches. Yeah, and if this is your first time listening to the podcast, just go to ampmpodcast.com, okay? And then uh, on the site there, of course, we have all of our podcasts, but on the right menu, there's the link to our Facebook group. So just click there and join and and then yeah, there's a lot of awesome information in there. We'd love to see you. Cool. Okay, so the other thing, which I think you know what I'm talking about, the big news, the thing that is affecting everybody in terms of discoverability. Do you know what I'm talking about? Keywords. Keywords, yes. So Amazon has in most categories at this point allowed you or increased the keyword count to 5,000 characters. This is the keyword fields on the back end, right, where you enter all your search terms. 5,000 characters. So you can do, uh, there should be five fields of 1,000 characters each, okay? This is humongous, you know? So I went in and I spent about six hours one day on one particular product and I redid all of my keywords. I used every tool I could think of that would actually help me, uh, the stuff that we, we've got going, right? And I started off with tons and tons of keywords, thousands of keywords, way, way over the 5,000 character limit, even over 10,000. And then I narrowed it down and kept narrowing it and cleaning it up, ran a deduper on it, and then eventually filled up every single- You're on what? A deduper. Deduper, yeah. Yeah, it's not what you're thinking, all right? (laughs) Yeah, but (laughs) it sounds weird. I ran the deduper, a a deduplication tool it's something that we, we have internally so and there's some online that you can find but ours does exactly what I want and I uh, yeah clean up the list I filled up every character I mean up to I was up to the the last character if there was like one space left I'd put a number in or something you know just so that if someone searched for something with the number two or the number one I would have that in there so I filled those in and my sales increased guys and I've been talking to other people that have done this and their sales immediately increase you have to be doing this I mean, pretty significantly, right? Yeah, it was a substantial gain. So here's the recommendation on this, okay? Start off by grabbing thousands of keywords, okay? And keyword phrases, and that's what you want to do, okay? Then you're going to clean out that list by eliminating all the duplicates. That's the deduper that I talked about, right? So what I mean by that, in case you're confused, let's say that I have these phrases. I have, uh, I'm selling a dog product. Let's say it's dog collar, dog leash, dog food, 
big dog, small dog, right? All of those have the word dog in it, okay? So all those multiple instances of the word dog would be eliminated when I run the deduper. It would just show the word dog once. So I save all those characters. Does that make sense, Guy? Did I explain that sufficiently? Yeah. Cool, cool. So then I'm gonna choose the very best keyword phrases, okay? I've done my research. I know what the best ones are. I'm gonna put those in my title. And then I'm gonna take the next best keyword phrases. I'm gonna put them in my bullet points. And then I'm gonna take all the rest and I'm gonna fill up all 5,000 characters on the backend search terms, okay? And there's also some, there's some evidence showing that an algorithm change recently might give a little bit of a boost right now if keywords are put in phrase order. And what I mean by that is before you might have the word dog in your title and the word leash in your bullets or maybe dog in, at the beginning of your title and leash somewhere later in the title, right? And if you typed in dog leash, you would show up because they're, they're, both of the words are there. Now it's looking like if you actually put it together as a phrase, you'll actually increase the search rank for that particular term. It's looking like that. It's still a little bit early. People are, are looking into it. I don't. Maybe people have concrete evidence at this point. I don't know this for a fact, but I'm testing this out myself. And that's huge news, right? Because everybody's always taught, it doesn't matter. You don't need commas. You don't need, just put a space and put them however you want. Absolutely. Uh, and then guys, I would write up an awesome description where you use all the top keyword phrases again and um, any other keywords that you just have left over, throw them in there. And here's why. I don't care what anybody says, and Guy, you know what I'm talking about. There's been other big podcasts where they get these, I guess, gurus or pros when it comes to keyword ranking and searches and all that stuff, and they say, oh, the description doesn't rank, right? Not true. Not true. We've, we've tested it thoroughly, and <laughs> they, they definitely do rank. Yeah. It might not rank in every instance, but in the stuff that Guy and I have been testing, um, at least on our, our accounts, they are definitely ranking. I don't know what the algorithm is. Maybe it's an aging thing, um, but it definitely helps. It definitely ranks. And uh, some people have actually, I just read this today. One, one guy had a product that was failing and he ended up putting specific keywords in the description kind of as an experiment. And then it went from a failing product to actually being a, uh, a good product again. And that's all he did. He didn't put anything in the titles or the bullets. How cool is that? Yeah, and one of the things to, to notice or to, to consider is that some of these changes might not be monumental. They're not gonna be this huge, dramatic increase in sales, but they add up. So if you're tweaking and you're optimizing your listing and tweaking this, tweaking that, making sure that everything is in order, then you're gonna get this 1% increase, 2% increase, 1.5% increase. Little by little, it adds up significantly. So it does pay to, to optimize. I mean. Manny, you spent six hours optimizing one listing. It sounds insane to invest that much time into something, but it has paid you handsomely, right? Absolutely, yeah. And that was six hours with you know using our tools, which sped everything up like <laughs> yeah. however many times, 20 times, right? 100 times, I don't know how long. You have to use stuff to take out the duplications and to get rid of commas and put things in the right order. And, and of course, all the keyword tools to pull all the relevant keywords in the first place. Now, you don't need tools. I mean, you can go to Amazon, for example. And for those of you that don't know that know this, um, Amazon has the auto suggestion tool, right? It's built in. So like, it's the same thing as what Google does. When you go to Amazon and you type in the word dog, it pulls down a little list of um, auto suggestions, these little auto completes, right? And then you can select from the five or six or however many they show there. And as you type in more keywords or more, more letters, it starts adjusting those on the on real time, right? On the fly. And so if I'm... If, I have a, if I'm selling dog collar, 
I'm going to type in dog collar and I'm going to see what the auto suggestions are. And then I'm going to type in dog collar and I'm going to put up space and I'm going to put the letter A and it's going to give me all the phrases that start with dog collar and, and then that third word that any words that start with A. And you can keep doing this for all the letters of the alphabet, all 26. We even tested Amazon will serve different results if you type dog collar or dog collar space. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. If you add an S, if you make it plural, it changes everything. No, no. Uh, even singular, dog collar followed by a space. Oh, was yes. giving yes. us different results. Okay. Well, so the, the plural will change everything, and you're right. If you just type in dog collar and then you type in dog collar with a space, it adjusts, it updates. I think it's anticipating what everybody else has typed in when they hit a space or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's really cool, but it, it takes forever. We have the, the two scribbles on, on the AMPM podcast page, and we have gotten requests, when, when are you guys gonna update it uh, to function correctly with the, with the new character allotments? And we're working hard on that, and we should have a, a really, really cool version very soon. So go to the npmpodcast.com website, and you'll see scribbles on the tools, uh, tools menu. So yeah. we'll have that up very, very soon, and it's gonna be insane. You think it'll be ready by next week, by the end of the week? I think so. I think so. Uh, I've been talking uh, closely to the developers, and we're just making sure that we don't release uh, something that's buggy. I've noticed a couple problems with it. So once we get those ironed out, mm -hmm. it'll be it'll be ready for you guys. And it, uh, Scribbles is free, so yeah. you'll be able to use it. The new version is really cool. I got a chance to test the beta version of the new one, and um, a lot of people wanted things like customizable fields. So, like if you wanted to change your title from 100 characters to 500 characters, you can go in there and you can change that. There's just really, really cool uh, things to. Uh, I think there's going to be a phrase option in there. So if, if again going back to dog collar, if you want the word dog collar to be used as a phrase and not be removed, if you just type in the word you know, dog on one section and collar on the other, then you can do that. There's a lot of cool things, so it's gonna be really awesome. It's gonna be uh, a lot more flexible. There's categories that allow you to enter different fields, so we'll, we'll accommodate uh, those sellers as well. All kinds of improvement, guys, so just be a little bit patient. We'll have it out for you really, really soon. Perfect, perfect. So I told you today, Guy, I had a, I, had a, I sent you the, the Skype on it. I had a three-star seller feedback. It was very upsetting. I don't like three-star seller feedbacks. And it, uh, as you know, it lasted all of about 90 seconds on my account, and then it was removed. Gone. Yeah. And guys, it's so easy. A lot of people don't know this, but, okay, seller feedback, totally different than a product review, right? So seller feedback, you have the option of, of submitting it to review very, very quickly. And if anybody mentions anything, I've said this before, and I think it's worth saying again, if there is a mention of the product you know, being shipped late or it was something to do with shipping or it's, it has anything to do with the product itself, you can get it removed. The seller feedback is only for feedback on you. It's to say, hey, Manny Coates was awesome. You know, he helped me with everything I needed. If they talk about the product, oh, the product, you know, was blue. I thought it was gonna be green. It gets removed. So all you have to do is take the order ID and then go to the, the help screen. And then um, there's, you click on the, what, I think, what, what does it say? Something like customer customer inquiries or something like that, and then you paste the uh, order ID in, and um, it's almost always automatic. It, it has an algorithm that checks the review, uh, the, the seller feedback, sorry, not the review, and uh, it removes it immediately, right on the spot. So it lasted for me, like I said, from the time I saw an email that said I had a three-star seller feedback to the time I went in, logged in, pasted it, it was about 90 seconds, and it was gone, removed. Now, if, it's, if the algorithm can't detect that it's 
not supposed to be on there, then it goes to a, a real person and then that, that sh- usually gets answered within 24 hours. Yeah, anything that's re- related to the product or if you're doing FBA, anything that's related to the, to the shipping also. Because if Amazon is fulfilling, the seller is not responsible for anything that's uh, regarding the, the fulfillment, the shipping, the packaging, so all of those will get removed as well. Yeah, and that when, when I'm talking, guys, just assume in all cases I'm always talking about FBA and private label. I don't I don't speak from a you know a, a merchant fulfilled or a uh, retail arbitrage type of of viewpoint. So it's always good to have Guy because he'll remind me like, hey, not everybody is doing FBA private label. So um, Guy, did you have any topics you wanted to talk about? Anything at all? Anything that's been bothering you this week? Bugging anything? Nothing, man. Nothing? Cool. I don't well, I don't have anything. Uh, I think we are right around the, the 20 minute mark. Yeah, just right over. now. So it's a good I amount. Yeah, I think I hope that people are enjoying this, this podcast. We definitely look forward to your feedback. If you want us to take the podcast in a different direction, if you want us to cover something in particular, we're always open, open to your feedback, guys. So you can reach out to uh, we can send your questions in uh, on ampmpodcast.com. There's a section on the right that says "Ask Manny a Question." I'm not exactly sure the wording, but you'll find it on the on the right hand side. Or you can contact us directly on the Facebook group, right? Yep, 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 for sure. And if you guys haven't done it yet, uh, check out the podcast we just recently did um, on my product launch strategy. It's full of awesome information. I think. Um, it's what I use to actually blow up the niches that I'm in, right? And in a good way to actually go by month two, from month two to month three is where it really starts to get profitable. Um, so check that out, it's really cool. And then check me out on Periscope, okay? And then you can find both Guy and myself on our Facebook group. So that's it, that's all I got. So you got. It's time. I have, I have one uh, request, I do this periodically. Uh, we always appreciate uh, your reviews on iTunes. Uh, right now, uh, it's, it's kind of low. Uh, so if you're getting any value out of this, uh, please help us out. That helps us rank higher, help more people. So take a couple minutes, uh, help us out, and post your review on, on iTunes for the podcast. That really, really helps. That would be cool. Yeah, we'd appreciate it. All right, guys. That's it. That's all we've got for today. Guillermo, can you say adios? Adios, amigos. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye now. You've been listening to the AMPM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider insider tools, tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.